Welcome to Sprinkle with Hope podcast and your host, Shane. Today's guest, Sean Harper, played in the NFL for a while, but we really focus more on the things that he's learned throughout his life on how to change his mind and and focus on that mindset and how to overcome those things that were holding you back that now you can overcome. Sean really is a great, great man. He has a great story to tell. And really, you know, if you want to find out some more information about him, go, he, you know, he drops his website link, which we'll put in our show notes, but, but really, you know, he has a great message for everyone. And that is he had every brick stacked against him and he did overcome. And Shane and I have talked about that overcoming. And, and so we, you know, he did overcome some hard obstacles in his life. Uh, from the time he was pretty much born till now. Um, and so anyway, we really appreciate all of you. Hope that you find something in this episode. And if you do, please share it with a friend. Uh, also, if you wouldn't mind putting a review and rating on our on our um, website or on our um, podcast, that would be amazing. Thank you all so much. Welcome to the Sprinkled with Hope podcast. From the locker room to the boardroom, former seven-year NFL player Sean Harper unpacks the winning edge. Sean knows what it feels like to encounter failure, roadblocks, and disappointment. Growing up in the south side of Columbus, Ohio, he had to overcome failure, adversity, and learning disabilities. But he discovered the secrets to unlocking the winning edge and now speaks all over the world, training others to win in business and life. Sean, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's It's been a great ride and we're going to win. And so I pray that this will be a blessing to you and your community. Awesome. Thank you. So I love that you say that you like to win in business and in life. Uh, let's focus on the life side, because I think that's a lot of the lessons that we can learn. I think they also apply to business, but we focus more on life and improvements. So walk us through, You you were an NFL player and now you're you're transitioning towards a motivational speaker and helping others. You're reaching out to them. Walk us through that journey for you. Yeah. So it, which, by the way, thank you so much because most people focus on the glory and no one really focuses in on the story. Yeah. And the story sets up the platform for the glory. And, and oftentimes in our culture, man, we get so caught up in what people looking like and what they're doing now and their successes or their wins, uh, their championships or domination in corporate or in sports or just in uh, every aspect of life with no attention to the process. Really the process is the product. I had a very unusual upbringing though. Um, it's probably one of the most far-fetched uh, routes to where I'm at today, because I was the opposite of everything that I am today. Born with, uh, uh, or well, raised with you know, several learning disabilities, um, having to uh, repeat the first grade, documented with four to five learning disabilities by the time I was in the fifth grade, um, being kicked out of schools for disciplinary issues, not able to really read or write, 
uh, left high school with a 1.62 accumulative GPA, not on my ACT. Out of 154 seniors to graduate, my academic ranking was 154, voted most likely to fail. I had failure in every aspect of my life, um, struggled. I mean, I, I remember, remember the teacher asking me to go to the board and write words down and students would laugh. I would stand up and read, the students would laugh because I stuttered. Also, I couldn't stutter. I mean, I, I, I literally could not speak. And in fact, sometimes you'll hear it come out as well. Uh, having extreme impoverished situation, one of uh, seven kids actually, six and then mom adopted ones, I mean seven. Uh, so uh, there was just so much. And, and to be really honest, that's the edited version because in lieu of time, that's the edited version. But what I want to drive home is that the fact that, you know, there was nothing outside of me that validated the goals, the potential, uh, and the calling and the destiny that was in me. Nothing around me signaled to say, hey, you have it in you. Only every once in a while, like a voice from my mother, a voice from a coach says, son, you know, you have potential. Speaking of coaches, uh, I wasn't even honorable mention, uh, all conference in high school barely started in high school football, no awards. Okay. I got the participation award, you know, but yeah, that was it. Sure. You know, I was back and these guys are eating, you know, eating that nasty cordon blue at the banquets and you know, guys are like all city, all state, all intergalactic universe of the galaxy awards. <laughs> it's like just, just nasty cordon blue with the broccoli, you know, um, a phone call uh, happens on the last day of school uh, and it's a junior college a two-year school in Mason City, Iowa. And the phone conversation goes just like this. Sean, we want you to come to Mason City, Iowa to play football. And the first thing I'm thinking is I am not going on a different part of the country into the cornfields and play football. Are you kidding me? Uh, and I hung up, I hung up on the coach like, no, I'm not, no, kidding me? But you know what, something happened in that moment, the dream that I, suppressed and compressed and oppressed for years begin to speak like go call the coach back and go I'm like I'm not leaving home go and I call the coach back I apologize of course I'm like coach if you have me I'll come no scholarship nothing just go to the cornfields of Iowa and I load up the car with my mom's station wagon station wagon right and we go <laughs> to like the cornfields of Mason City Iowa uh, 26,000 blonde hair, blue eyes. Everyone's last name is Schneider. Okay. I, I mean, I'm like, I'm like in little Germany up here. I'm like, wow. But I loved it. I loved it up there. I did loved it. I loved it. And, and, and so the first year at that junior college, I sit the bench the entire season, not one play. And I had a discussion with myself. And the discussion was that I realized that there's no way that I can be successful in life. There's no way I can be successful but I can win. And the moment I said I can win, it was like, you ever see those old like science fiction movies where the guy hits one switch and all these things, these levers start moving mm -hmm. and click, click. It was just like, once I said win, every part of my DNA began to come to life. It was like buttons begin, and I begin to see things totally different. And I begin to MacGyver life actually, because now I'm looking at, the win, I'm looking at competition, I'm looking at me versus me, me versus the world, me trying to, 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 to get to that next level was now a competition. And I begin to move as such. And I went from sitting on the bench at junior college at one year to being uh, in the junior college hall of fame soon after, Indiana University, draft dating NFL, third pick in the fourth round, 
double major graduate from the IU Bloomington, business owner, rest is history. Yeah, that's awesome. And I love your story because like you say, everything was against you. You didn't have anything that said, yeah, Sean's going to be this NFL player. This is what's going to happen. I mean, literally every you, you met all these roadblocks and, and I saw this video where you were kind of talking about these chains and every time, you know, every time you'd hit these roadblocks, you know, one more chain, one more loop around your, your arm or whatever. Can you kind of talk about that a little bit and, and, you know, those chains dragging us down and how we can overcome those? Yeah. So I use this analogy of a father, you know, taking his son to the zoo for one of the first times and at the zoo, this kid is seeing all the animals, giraffe, the parakeet, the tiger, and then he sees it. He sees this humongous elephant, but he notices the elephant being held by a small chain. And he's like, Daddy, how is it that this 12,000-pound elephant is being shackled by this chain? The father's like, son, when that elephant was just a baby, they tied a humongous chain to its right ankle, and that baby elephant would pull and pull and pull for days, weeks, months, and years, wanting to break free, wanting to experience freedom, it would pull and pull until one day it says to himself, not only can I not break the chain today, I'll never be able to break these chains. Mm. And years later, some they'll take that fully grown 12,000 pound elephant and they'll place it at the zoo or the circus. And when it begins to walk and it feels that tug, it's reminded consciously and subconsciously, even more subconsciously, your limitations. The one thing you can never do is break these chains. The one thing you can never do is achieve. The one thing you can never do is have success or win in life. That was me my entire life because, because it was one thing for other people to say that I'm a failure, but it's, it's devastating when you say you're a failure. Mm -hmm. And when I'm trying to achieve and to move into new areas and break down barriers, the chains, I would hear them. They would come calling. When I'm trying to get to the next level, I would hear the chains. And so finally, one day I said, D-A-M, daggone it, forget the chains. I'm going to break them. I'm going to snap them by focusing on where I'm going and using certain strategies and tactics and techniques to break and to destroy self-limiting and self-sabotaging thoughts and actions. And that is the crux of what I teach now is how to live at that level and how to win. Because if life is a game, you play to win. That's That's great. So what are, what are some tips that you can share with our listeners of how they can, how they can overcome these limitations in their minds? Yeah, real quick. Um, it, you have to realize that every action stems from thoughts. Now you have to take control of your thought life. Take every, th take every thought captive, the good book says. But your thoughts are in your belief. As a man believeth in his heart, so is he. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so this is where most of the gurus stop at. But years ago, a guy wrote a book called Psycho-Cybernetics, Maxwell Maltz. No one really knows about this book, but he talks about your self-concept. So before you can believe, really, you have to be. So what belief does is that it gets it in you. It gets it in your heart. And now that it's in you and it's become, it becomes of you and then it exudes and it moves out from you, a frequency, a energy, a vibration. It is a part of who you are. And so I made a decision that was going to be in me. I'm going to kick out loser, kick out failure, kick out, but I'm going to keep the word winner and mm -hmm. I'm going to put it in there. 
and that is going to exude out and that is going to attract the winners in my life. That is going to attract the opportunities. That's the decision that I made that day. And so to become, you have to believe and in order to believe you have to be. And the last level is which most very uh, or high level winners get to this stage, you know, in the sixties and seventies and eighties in order to be, you have to belong. Mm. I love that. I really do love that. And I think that, you know, so is there somebody kind of in your life that was a mentor that kind of helped you? Um, was it coaches? Was it family? You know, who, who was it? Was, you know, you talked about uh, your faith just a little bit. Was that part of it as well? Or, well, you opened up that Pandora box, not me. A <laughs> <laughs> faith is all of it. It's yeah. about 80 to 90 percent. It's, it's, it's all of it. I endeavor for it to be all of it. Um, uh, at one level, life happens to you. At a deeper level, life happens from you. But at the deepest level, life happens through you. And that we are not physically, we are not physical beings with an occasional spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings enduring a temporary physical experience. And so I'm allowing grace, I'm allowing hope, I'm allowing love, encouragement to happen through me. And so that is what I endeavor. I endeavor to, to, to die so that die to myself so that life can happen through me. And that is now the mission that I'm on. Tempered, tempered with love. Hmm. That's great. Very good. So Sean, what are some things that you're working on now? Are, are you able to still um, travel and, and be a motivational speaker? Or what are, has that kind of changed for you? In, in, I mean, it hasn't changed. I'm, I'm doing a lot of Zoom meetings and which is awesome, but I tell you what is changing. My heart is changing. And my heart is changing in a way to where my speaking, my coaching is not a product. It's a gift. Mm-hmm. And it's forcing me to change how I'm going to share this gift that I'm not here to, to succeed. I'm here to serve. And so that energy in me is changing. Um, And so that's, that's, that's extremely exciting for me. Yeah, that is exciting. Um, So how, how, you know, you talked about your coaching and other things that you have going on. How can people get in touch with you and what are some ways that they can reach out to you if they, you know, want to get involved in your organization or whatever? So you can go to uh, seanharper.org. It's my website, Sean Harper Speaker. That's my Instagram handle, Sean Harper Speaker. Um, And uh, seanharper.co, seanharper.co. You can go there and you can get a free copy of my book and more information will come from that. Awesome. Awesome. I hope, I hope people do take you up on that and look, look at your stuff. So 
John, to wrap things up, what Jason and I, we come up, we've come up with a double down dose. And so I'll have a question and then Jason will have a question. Uh, we love this part of the show. So Sean, we talk a lot about hope. How would you define hope? You know, hope, wow. Hope is the simple answer is, is having faith in the unknown is having faith in something that's outside or so far in the future. Um, hope for me is that one day I'm going to meet my creator. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you something that is very powerful because since my hope is not of this world, my wealth is not of this world. My reward is not of this world. That means that the world no longer has power over me. Mm -hmm. I hope you have no authority over. You have no authority over my destination. Now you're dangerous. It's not perfect, but that's, that's what I want to anchor my life to is my hope. So beautiful. That is beautiful. So Shane and I created this acronym hope H O P E heart overcome passion and enough. And I, I want to ask you what your definition of passion would be. What, how would you define having passion or letting that passion out? Passion to me is agreement. Whenever you move spirit, soul, and body together, and you're focused on one thing, spirit, soul, and body, the byproduct of that is passion. So many people move, but they're not totally um, totally congruent. They're not, they're, they're saying one thing and they're thinking another, but when your mouth lines up with your heart, lines up with your soul, lines up with your emotion, whew, when you have agreement like that, spirit, soul, and body, and then you move, now you can shake, you can move mountains and it will precede you. That is what I call passion. When you see an athlete and that person's passionate, like, hey, he's all in. That person's all in. And, and I'm going to tell you something right now. The most dangerous person to engage is somebody who's all in. You ever see those poker games where that person has like five chips left, right? Think about this. The person has five chips left. And this guy has $20 million, $10 million. That person with that passion of being all in and they pushed their chips in the middle, just leveled the playing field for that round. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I, I love your insight. I, I appreciate the story that you've shared with us from where you've come to where you are now. And uh, thank you so much for joining us and best wishes to you and, and what's coming for Sean. Thank you guys so much. So Sean, just in closing, and I am grateful for your time and you coming on with us. Is there any kind of last words you'd like to share with, with our audience to really, to really wrap up this, this episode that we're on? Wow. Uh, the three things that I live by is I live, I give, and I forgive. Mm. That's what I want to leave. Live, give, and forgive. Amen. That's awesome. Thank you, Sean. Seriously, this has been awesome. Such a pleasure to have you on and, and really hope the best for you and, and all that you have coming up and, 
and everything that you got going on. We really do appreciate you coming on with us. Guys, thank you so much. And um, like I said, life is a game. You play to win. Awesome. Thanks, Sean. Hey, you guys take care.